and welcome to Special Measures, a comedy educational podcast. My name is Dean Osgood and I'm joined by my co-host Molly Atkinson. Molly, how are we? Good, thanks. Yes. Yes. Really good. (laughs) (laughs) That was really sincere. Sorry, yeah. I've just literally just whinged for the past 20 minutes to Dean, so... But yeah, I'm fine. I'm all good. All is well. (laughs) Which is to be expected because we're now four weeks into this seven-week term. We're three weeks away from Christmas. And it is that time when we all need to have a bit of a moan on what is the longest term of life. Mm. But Molly, we're going to have a fun podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I need this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is therapy for Molly. This is (laughs) counselling. And speaking of counselling, we are sponsored today by BetterHelp. can you just like retract that statement please because we're not at all like but they sponsor podcasts why can't they sponsor us i don't think we're that helpful to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) no it's mainly just me and you talking for half an hour And maybe ranting about schools. Yeah. We we do pitch ourselves as a comedy educational podcast, but I don't ever think we do the comedy or the education. <laughs> we, we make each other laugh. Joint... I mean, that's about it. That's probably about it, though. <laughs> we find ourselves hilarious and the solid 20 listeners that listen to each episode. <laughs> <laughs> and to you, 20, we salute you. International, though. I mean... Oh, do you know, like, 44% of our listeners are Americans? There you go. British wit, you see. They love it. See, they like they like the humour. Um, and depending on... We're recording this, like, on the 7th of November. So, it can, depending on what the outcome of the election was, either congratulations or commiserations. Yeah. I, I, at this moment in time, like you say, it's looking very positive. Um it is, look, it is looking positive. On my screen at the minute is 253 um, electoral college seats to Joe Biden. I've never used the BBC News app this much before. Like, yeah, I've used it a lot since COVID, like, more than I used to. And then, but then, like, this election, I was checking it on my lunch break. Like, it's really... I, I wake up in the middle of the night to see what's been happening, you know? Mm. It's um, just to double check. The whole world is watching, I think, aren't they? I know. And why do your voting counting take so long? We know by eight a.m. the next morning. It is a massive Sometimes we country. Even know by about three a.m. Yeah, true. But it is a massive country, to be fair. It is a massive country, but you know, if we can do it quick, sure can the <laughs> states. Do you know what I mean? Like, come on, Pennsylvania. We just need you with them. We're sound. I know. I know. Do you think Trump is going to um, leave gracefully if he loses? Are you joking? Absolutely not. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, he might. I, this is the thing I'm worried about, that even if uh, Joe Biden does win it, that I don't know if Trump will have his, like, Republican claws in so deep that he'll end up finding some kind of loophole or something to well, get out well, of it. Well, that's what I think. This, he can go to the Supreme Court. I know, court, that's the issue, isn't it? And they they now hold the um, the the majority in the mm. Supreme Court, don't they? Because um, Ruth Bader Ruth Bader Ginsburg did I say that? Yeah, right? yeah. Died, didn't she? Which was really sad. But he broke he broke form really and elected someone when he really shouldn't have. Mm. 
But you know, it happened in 2000 with Al Gore and George W. Bush. Do you remember that? Well, I don't, but I've seen it talked about a lot since, like, obviously since this election. So just have to wait and, and see. And Al won the popular vote. I think it's mad that you win the popular vote and not win the election. I don't really understand it at all, to be honest with you. I just, I just, all I look at on the BBC is the blue and red lines and which one moves closer, <laughs> which one moves closer to the 270 mark and then that's all I can really get my head around. It's actually that, it's actually similar to like how we do ours a little bit. Yeah. Because we elect MPs, don't we? And then whoever's got the majority of MPs. Yeah, but they're called colleges, wins. aren't there? Or something like that in, over there. Yeah, so each... Each state has a certain amount of votes mm. or on the Electoral College and then it depends who the Electoral College vote for. Mm. So, but it's mad. It's weird. I don't know. I'm hoping that Joe Biden wins. I think it would be a lot better for the world. Yeah, I do as well. Absolutely. But do you know what I find mad? The fact that he won't be inaugurated till what, January, February time. Trump could do whatever in that time. He can, like, press the nuclear buttons and all sorts. Mm. I didn't realise he was 78, though, Joe Biden. That's old, isn't Yeah, it? so I was thinking if he's there for four years, he'll be 82 at the end of his presidency. And if he then wins... I know, another, another one, years, yeah. I was like... 86, he might, he might um, not make it, but Americans have good lifetimes, don't they? But Trump's, what, 74? Mm, I know, like, Trump's old, yeah. I uh, I just think, why did Michelle Obama not run, <laughs> is the question. <laughs> because I think she would have been the clear winner. Oh, why didn't Barack find some kind of way that he never had to leave the White House, ever? Because that's exactly what Donald Trump <laughs> I know, but like in his case, I think we would have all been like, that's fine, you just stay. You just stay well, not put. all of them, the Trump supporters would have a civil war there's people already asking for a civil war i know i think there will be well i like you say this is really bad because probably by the time this has been released all of this will have been decided and <laughs> <laughs> and either this will age well or will not age at all <laughs> so um congratulations yeah a white old man has been elected to office <laughs> he's ever <laughs> um, we don't know which one it is but you know there we go Molly, um, I'm going to introduce a new segment to our podcast. All right. Okay, I haven't discussed this with you. No. This is just off the tip of my tongue. And it is a challenge for you. Right. Are you ready for it? The new segment to our podcast is called One Minute Rant. You have got one minute exactly <laughs> to rant about anything of your choice. <laughs> what would you like to rant about today? Right. Can I rant about the new government... Gu- I've, t- I've already talked about this, but it's the new government guidelines for schools. Can I give you a minute? You've got to do- get your rant in a minute. You've got to have a passionate rant. Yeah. Passionate moment. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one. One minute rant starts now. So I was reading the guidance and there was a bit on the exams paragraph. And it says that exams will still go ahead in the summer because it's the fairest way and that the children who are sitting there, GCSEs, A-levels, AS-levels, etc., will have extra time um, because they're not starting till three weeks later than they would normally start. And I was just like, three weeks? Three weeks to catch up 
oh thanks thanks for that cheers brilliant that's that's more than enough time isn't it after they've missed six months of school yeah that's that's exact i can totally see what you're thinking there like that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever and while we're on it exams are not the fairest way to test children regardless of covid whatsoever exams are not fair in any circumstance but with the covid circumstance they're even less fair because how is it a child's fault if they miss two weeks worth of education because one of their members in their household has tested positive for COVID so they have to isolate so then they miss two weeks of education that a different child didn't miss and if you live in a different part of the country so for example if you live in Cornwall you you were in tier one whereas if you're in Liverpool you're in tier three so you're more likely to get it depending where you live which means you'll lose more education so it's not fair it's not fair at all and that was Molly as well but it ran thank you Molly <laughs> Oh, I love that. Uh, it was way over a minute, but you were very impassionate <sighs> and I didn't want to stop you. No, I, honestly, it just enra- enraged me. Enraged me is the word. You make some good points, though. Like, I just can't believe the way they think three weeks is adequate to, to make up on a whole term so for learning. And the fact that, like, they keep going off to self-isolate. It's ridiculous. And, like, as if at- it's not fair. Nothing about this situation is fair at all. Have you seen, like, the allocation of the laptops for the online learning they were meant to provide has been, like, cut. So, like, there was a school that was meant to get 259 laptops and they're now only getting nine. Mm. It's just... Oh, I could have talked about food and half-term free school meals as well. Oh, don't get me started on that one. <laughs> oh, that is... That is... Oh, mm. we haven't talked about that. No. That's more than a one-minute rant. That's just... What, what do you think about that? Well, I just don't understand how anyone can think that's okay. Like, on any level. Like They spent more money on the track and trace app than it would have cost to feed the children. It's, like, inhumane, isn't it? Like, and the worst part well, is it's, like, there's, it's kind of tarnishing people with this brush that if you can't, like, people say, oh, well, you shouldn't have had kids if you can't afford to feed them. Yeah, but... Like, it's not about that, is it? It's about the fact that you maybe could afford to feed them when you had them, but due to this pandemic or due to whatever circumstance, you've lost your job or you've, something's happened that you can't go to work and therefore you haven't got any... It's not that you would choose to bring a child into the world and, and not provide for them. It's that something's completely out of your control that's put you in that situation but that for some reason the conservative party seem to want people to think that these people have chosen like not to feed their children well the the government chose to put us on lockdown and then chose to only give 80 percent of people's wages for furlough so in fact they chose actually to starve the children didn't yeah because 80 percent is what you lose enough 50 of your wages that's a big portion mm-hmm. isn't it like and especially the pe- most people at the fellow live paycheck to paycheck, I would imagine. Because they're not on high-paying jobs. I just think it's really sad. I just think people... Did you... I think people are very self-centred. And I don't... I think, And I think it's hard not to be in this day and age. I really do. But I think people have got to look beyond themselves. Did you see that Conservative MP that said he's so grateful that cafes have stepped up? in order to provide um, for free school meals for children um, and he's glad that they've managed to bounce back from the um, 
the pandemic so well that they won't be asking the government for any further support. No, I didn't say that. That's <sighs> isn't that hilarious? Because of all these cafes that came out and like takeaway places and like food places that provided the dinners for the kids. Yeah, but in a, in a way, like in a way, and this is going to sound really bad, but in a way, we've made Rod Farrow on backs, haven't we? Because I'm not saying that places shouldn't have done it, because obviously it's important that children obviously have their food, but the government of them being like, oh yeah, local communities should have sorted it, and like, so now it's been put on the, the communities. Do you feel like you're just living through history? This is like Margaret Thatcher mm. milk snatch all over again. Yeah. But I, it, yeah, it's but it's hard to then visualise in a few years' time being able to say, "Remember when that happened?" I like I keep longing for that moment of, "Oh, remember when no one could speak to each other, or no one could go anywhere, or no one could do anything? Remember how awful that was? So glad that's not happening anymore." That'd be when we're famous. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what mate, this makes me realise having this conversation how much writing we've got to do to update our spy <laughs> yeah <laughs> how much writing <laughs> yeah it could be a whole sequel really couldn't it <laughs> special measures the covid edition yeah but like I said I don't don't you think that like any kind of all the film industry and creative industry is going to be about COVID for the next few years, isn't it, really? Oh, 100%. And I can't wait to be involved in that with our BBC Three <laughs> comedy <laughs> comedy show. Oh, Molly, um, we are how many minutes? We are 15 minutes into our episode and we have yet to get on to the main theme of our episode, which is parents' evening. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> So if you've listened this far, we're going to uh, talk about parents. I will, can I just really quickly what? say, I was on the phone to my dad um, and I said, oh, I'm podcasting with Dean. And he was like, oh, what's your agenda? I was like, I what now? <laughs> An agenda? He was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know. Like, we'll find out when we... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to talk, we're just going to moan, we're going to rant, we're going to try and do some of the comedy education that we promise, and probably not deliver it. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, we will talk, we did We did actually plan this, we did write it down to talk about parents' evening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you had a parents' Parent, evening? Oh, not this year, I've obviously had parents' evenings in, the, in, in prior years. What have... I hate parents evenings <laughs> what have you done this year then to substitute it or haven't you nothing at the minute i don't know whether um whether because our parents evenings don't tend to fall till february march time all oh, right um because as a secondary teacher we have five parents evenings mm. one for each year group and i hate them and it's in the hall with all the other teachers and then the kids can come up to your scheduled appointments, come and talk to you. But bear in mind, in year seven and eight, I teach 150 children. Can you imagine trying to get through 150 mm. parents in two and a half hours? It's a nightmare. And I always have the biggest line because the kids, I'm obviously their favourite teacher, so they want to come and they want to come meet to say how well good they are at drama to their parents. So and then my um, some years, my head of department. 
has been going, come on, team, faster, faster. And I'm like, they're really good at drama, you need to do this, this, and this, and like, just trying to rattle through them. And I hate it. There you go. Can I tell you one thing that happened to me once? Yeah. I taught twins and didn't realise I taught twins until then. <laughs> I think you've told me this before, actually, but that is hilarious. It is. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't... I, like, I knew they both had different names, but I didn't realise they were twins. I <laughs> know <laughs> that was bad. Um, how's your parents' evenings? Are you, are you doing parents' evening? Are you doing teams' parents' evening? We're doing a form of parents' evening for, kind of, a small group of parents. So um, we had to write reports before... Um, half term they went out before half term um, like saying what level they were working at and just like a general overview and then kind of it that we then have to make phone calls to parents of children who have kind of significantly fallen behind um, due to the pandemic and due to obviously not being in in the school setting um which obviously like yes in theory all of them have fallen behind but obviously there's a small group in every class really that have kind of you know struggled to do the home learning side of things or the remote learning so therefore they have fallen significantly behind from where they need to be so i've got to do phone calls now um to the, the, the small group of parents that i need to speak to I hate phone calls to parents. Mm. Like, I'm just not very good at them. I'm so awkward on the phone anyway. Yeah, I, I'm not particularly looking forward to it because obviously they're not going to be the most pleasant conversations anyway. I'm not exactly ringing to deliver good news. Um, and I think they'll already be feeling quite tense prior to the phone call because they know I'm not ringing to say <laughs> anything particularly good. Um so, but you're gonna start with a well, good, start with sandwich. Good. Yeah, we'll do the classic sandwich. But yeah, I'm not, and and we have to be. We, our phone calls have to be ten minutes because we're on a rotor for the phones. So, because um, obviously there's only limit. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so That's I have to be on a ten minute time scale, which I find it's wrapping up a conversation on the phone, isn't it? That's really. Yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, if you need anything, just give me a. Oh, I yeah. tend to do the. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. Like and it's. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Right. Uh, okay. I'm gonna. Uh, oh no. I just can't cut it off. I can't cut anything off. I'm bad. I can't cut people off at parents even. No, I I'm terrible. I mm-hmm. I'm there a long time. Um, definitely over ten minutes. I would say with most people. That begs the question: How many phones has your school got? If you're on a rotor, do you not have a phone in your classroom? No, we only have four phones. I think in the whole school. <laughs> <laughs> And two of them are the phone box outside the school. <laughs> How outdated is your school? So, yeah, so that's not going to be brilliant, obviously. No. Do you have any funny um, funny um, parents, even stories from the past? I'm trying to think. Long silence. I should have. Yeah, you should have preempted pre- me. Um, 
I don't really know that they're funny. Like, they're just more embarrassing, I suppose. Like, I think they're just really awkward circumstances, aren't they? Like, sitting opposite a set of parents talking about... Yeah. It's really quite an awkward situation. It's so contrived as well. There's such, like, a formula to it. Yeah. Like... It, and you can't really say what you want to say. Yeah, you, yeah. You can't be like, oh, I can never get anything done because they're always interrupting me. You've always got a phrase in in Iceland. Yeah. And I know you can. And every child I teach, I can say something nice about. Yeah. Um, but I hate parents even. And that's mainly because I'm socially awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I knocked a full cup of tea over once, like with parents sat what? opposite me. So, onto a pair. Well, it went onto the table, but like proceeded to dribble off the table, obviously. So it was a bit of a calamity. Um, but two years <laughs> were on hand and came running over with paper towel, good old paper towel. Um, <laughs> Put a wet paper towel. Yeah. Wet so, but that was rather embarrassing. Yeah. Like I think I went like that, like moved my hand dramatically, and the, just the cup, <laughs> the cup of tea just went everywhere. So. As the born performer you are. To be fair, though, they were the nice, like, I'd very rarely, so this is a really horrible thing to say, but I very rarely say I like a set of parents, but they, these two were, uh, like, a lovely, hilarious set of parents anyway, so. And if uh, Molly teaches any of your children <laughs> and rate her teacher and her communication style, um, we are on social medias at Blackboard Theatre UK. Oh, that's Twitter. No, Instagram, but I, when I say that, I rarely say I like. I just mean like you don't get to know parents on any level, kind of thing. That you know, it's very because because you you've got to be very professional at all times. So whereas this pair were they were almost unprofessional themselves, if that makes sense. So it made me relax and made me feel like I could have a bit more of a a laugh and a joke with them, if that makes sense. So you were unprofessional as well? Uh, sorry, basically, Molly? yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, knocked, <gasps> I knocked a cup of tea all over them, so yeah, pretty unprofessional. Um, I can just I can just imagine how how um, how big a deal it got made into with the TAs running for paper towels, running in and out of the room. Molly's knocked a cup of tea over fast, fast, <laughs> fast. We need paper towels. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I do know a lot of TAs that have a, a flair for the dramatic, shall yeah. we say. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what we don't have in special measures? We don't have a TA character. Yeah, but it's set in a secondary. You don't really have TAs, do you? No, but for the sitcom, we should have Like, they're, they're, they're rife in primary school TAs. They're everywhere. Um <laughs> <laughs> We've got four in, four in our school. I, can't, I honestly couldn't yeah, tell you because there's probably more TAs than teachers in mine. Well, there is. That's just a private thought that I shouldn't have said on the podcast. Um, anyway, Molly, what are you going to put on the wall this week? On the wall with Molly and Dean and the special matches. You're going to put something on the wall. I'm singing the song so Molly can think are of you, something Are you doing something educational or are you doing... Oh. No, I'm passing the education <laughs> at this minute with Molly. 
<laughs> past the point. <laughs> we started off this podcast with pure intentions of all being about education, but now, now, I'm going to tell you about something nice I've watched. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I was just wondering whether I needed to go educational or whether I needed to go, um, <laughs> you know, Netflix-based. Um, okay, so I've been watching something, um, very Molly, called Love Life, um, and it's on <laughs> it's on BBC iPlayer starring Anna Kendrick, who I just love. Um, and I was once compared to her by one of our drama tutors, just saying, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> was that it was, yeah. Um, oh, I've lost my, lost my train of thought thinking about that. Right, okay. Um, focus. So, yeah, it's called Love Life. It's on BBC iPlayer. It's, um, I think it's 10 episodes because I haven't watched it all yet and the half an hour long. And it's actually really, really good. It's like an honest kind of story of a woman woman's love life she she's like very stereotypical that thinks that she needs to be married and have a baby by the time she's 30 to be deemed as successful um and it kind of (laughs) that is the midlife crisis that i'm going through right now (laughs) um and she it just kind of shows the different relationships she has and actually what she gets from each one if that makes sense that even though they've failed, she has actually gained something. And there's, like, there is actually... There's positiveness in having kind of multiple relationships. You don't have to meet the one and that be it forever, if that makes sense. I think it's just a very modern way of looking at someone's love life and just basically saying it's okay to not have all your shit together by a certain age. Oh, that's what I need to hear right now. So... I've, I've enjoyed it. It's quite good. It's quite funny as well. Have you watched it all the way through? No, I think I'm up to like episode six or something like that. Like I said, I think there's ten episodes, so I've got a few more to go. But they're quite good. They're only half an I... hour long, so it's like something you can pop on, you know, when you first come in from work or whatever, and then, like, or you can binge watch it. It's like, it's however you want to do it. I um seen an advert for something on Netflix, um, that completely screamed you and I thought oh Molly's going to watch that and it's a series as well and then I thought oh I know that and it's because I've read the book and I realised your taste in Netflix is my taste in, in, in books <laughs> what is it? Um, it's called Dash and Lily oh, I haven't seen that advertised um, you, you will 100% Hundred percent like it. I've totally watched Emily in Paris. Have you watched that, by the way? No. no. <laughs> What's it called? Emily in Paris. No, I haven't. That's not. That's not me. <laughs> you no. I think you would like it. No, you wouldn't. You'd hate it. It's fine. No. Have you seen the Kissing Booth on Netflix? Yes, obviously. So Dash and Lily is written. Um, is it, it not written by it, but it's the same style as 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 the kissing booth. So you're gonna like Dash and Lily. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna look for that then. But but I like the writer. Um, let me just check something. Can I also point David out that Lethian wrote the book? Oh, I recognise that there name. No, I was just gonna say that this love life thing was actually produced in America. So it was a, I think it was a HBO show, and it's on the BB. It, they've got it on the BBC iPlayer. Um, so yeah that'd be like us soon yeah that'd be like us um, so my on the wall is a Netflix oh and, and I, it's something that I've been watching um, 
It's called The Politician. It's been out for a while. It's two seasons in. Um, but it's got Ben Platt in. And I really like Ben Platt. And I really like his music at the minute. But I think you'd really like it. I think it's such a Molly thing and you'd really like well, it. Well, my friend recommended that to me a few months ago, actually. Because um, isn't, like, isn't it like a school election or something he's like running, that? Yeah, he's he's running for school president. Yeah. It's funny. Jessica, Jessica Lange is in it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I haven't Googled it, but I think it's going to Paltrow that's in it as well. I'm going to Google it now just to check. I it think it is. There. I think you're right, yeah. Like I said, I have, but, like, but no, that, that has been recommended to me as well, yeah. Like, that is right up your street and there's singing in it. Oh. Well, of course, whereas if Ben oh, yeah, Platt's it, in it. It is um, Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. But I'm at... at yeah, Jessica Lange's in it. There's Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. Bette Midler's in it. Ben Platt plays the lead in it. It's really good and the songs are great in it. Like, there's only songs in it every now and then. But I'm only on episode four and I'm loving it. There's this like um, storyline in it. It's a little bit like, um, do you know Gypsy Rose Blanchard? You know her? Oh yes, yeah. Where where her mum like convinced her she was ill? Yeah. Because of Munchausen's by proxy. There's kind of that kind of plot in it, and it's it's good. Mm. You'll like it. Watch it, Molly. I will. Watch it, and, and we'll talk about it. And I'll watch. I'll watch. What love, life, love life, love life, love life. Love life. I watch it, and then look at Dash and Lily because you'll like Dash and Lily. Yeah, I'm excited for that now, particularly if it's the same kissing booth person. Um, yes. So Molly, next our next episode in a fortnight's time is going to be our Christmas special where we're going to go into things, all things Christmassy, Christmas plays, Christmas concerts, Christmas baking. Christmas, everything to do with Christmas in school, the nativity, and I'm very excited for it. I am as well, and I'm, because I'm sad that it's not happening this year, so it'll be nice to relive it on here. And I've got some hysterical stories Yeah, for I do as well. Like, the nativity is the most stressful slash hilarious event in the school calendar. Like, <laughs> it's like a toss-up between that and sports day. Like, stressful but hilarious. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so that's in a fortnight's time on the Friday, two weeks from the day this released. Um, Molly, where can people find us on social medias? Um, they can find us at Blackboard Theatre UK on Instagram. And if you're interested in looking at our solo teacher pages, you've got at the LGBT teacher. Is there underscores in there? I don't know. There is, but you can work that yeah. out. Yeah. And then there's underscores in mine at Miss Atkinson. I don't know where they are. They're somewhere. Um, and <laughs> there's about four. That's not our job to work out. <laughs> um, and you can follow us on Facebook, um, Blackboard Theatre UK, Twitter at Blackboard Theatre UK. Yeah. I think that's about it, isn't it? That's it. We haven't got a TikTok. We're not that cool. No, or a Snapchat. I don't. Is a Snapchat no, a thing cool. anymore? I don't really know. I don't think so. Snapchat. Um, we are on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh. Um, Bebo and MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Just find us in the uh, late 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been it from Require uh, Special. <laughs> this has been it from Special. <laughs> we changed our name. We're not bitter. This has been it from you, Require No. Special Measures. <laughs> This has been it from Special Measures. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We are Blackboard Theatre and we'll see you next time. Bye!
Scott Pittman. 